0: Welcome to Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here today. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word. For more information about our church, follow us on social media or visit our website, GatewayHome.com. Now, let's tune in to this week's message.
1: Welcome, everyone in the room, everyone a part of our Gateway family watching online. It's going to be an incredible day. It's already been so far in our first service, but I believe that God is going to continue to speak in a powerful way to every single one of us. Some of you may have been here for the first time, or the first time you've ever experienced Presbytery, and so many things are going through your mind. You're wondering what it's going to be like. I remember for me, when I experienced Presbytery for the first time. It was just a powerful moment, and I've received words that I really have held on to this day, even words that were actually walking out right now that God spoke over me and Elaine and really the church that God put on my heart. And so it's been incredible so far. Last year was our first time to do it, but it's our first time here in our new building. So uh, I believe that God's going to move in a powerful way. Presbytery really is a time of uh, prophecy, prophetic words that are given. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says prophecy is to strengthen, uh, encourage, and comfort the church. It's to edify the body of Christ. That's what prophecy is for, New Testament prophecy. So that's what's going to happen today. It's not going to be one of those things where they're just going to call you out. I believe it's a time where they're going to call us up to step into all that God has for every single one of us. And so this is, uh, everyone has a part. We, uh, we have a part to pray. We have a part to, to lean in. Uh, if something is funny... Uh, You feel free to laugh. Uh, If you want to clap your hands and really celebrate what God is doing, this is a joyful time as God speaks to his people because we believe that this is a catalyst for every single one of us to know that while we're doing it for a week in uh, presbytery, that God wants to speak to us every single day. This can be a normal part of every single one of our lives. So I want to encourage us, and for many of us, this will stir the fire for us to set aside the time to hear from God and encounter and be in relationship. With him, So here in a moment, I'm going to invite the candidates up. The way that it's it's been is the presbyters just got uh, earlier today Their uh, n- the name of the couples or the individual that is there. It's not something they got beforehand. They got it today. But they've been praying over either a couple or an individual. And they're about to share what God put on their hearts for them. And then afterwards, we'll have a time of congregational ministry with words in due season. But I want to introduce the presbyters. Uh, first, I want to mention Pastor Wayne Drain is here with us again. He was here with us last year. Pastor Wayne has planted and founded City Church in Russellville, Arkansas 50 years ago this year. So I want to honor him uh, because I know that it's not something that's necessarily easy. When God calls you to it, He'll provide and help you navigate through that. He's a worshiper. He's written many worship songs, but He really has a heart for the prophetic and really to equip and resource the body of Christ. And I actually have one of His books here with me it's He Still Speaks to Kids. He's also written a book called He Still Speaks. And it's really teaching and creating a framework. Um, how many of you know our kids? There's no junior Holy Spirit. Our kids can speak to uh, our kids can speak to God, and the Holy Spirit can work in them, and He can work through them as well. So, I actually want to give this away. If this is your first time here, and you have kids, would you raise your hand? I'm not going to call you out. First time here, I know. First time here, okay. We're going to give that to you right there. It's going to be an incredible resource for you. But if you are wanting resources, you can actually text the word "gateway home" to 94,000. There's a page with all prophetic resources. But Pastor Wayne Train has been a. a, a integ- integral part of Gateway Church from the very beginning with prophetic, so we're excited to have him here. Uh, next, we have Pastor Mark Jove here with us as well. And his wife is actually here with us this service. Pastor Sandy is down here, down front as well. Pastor Mark has been an evangelist, he's been a preacher, he has a heart for missions, and right now is working in our, what we call Gateway Network in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, really resourcing and helping churches strategize, hear God, and plan. And he's been a part of uh, Elaine's life from the very beginning. He's known Pastor Robert, Pastor Debbie, and the family, and really ministered for a very long time. And it's really an honor to have you here with us. I believe it's going to be an incredible time as God continues to speak to you into our lives and into our church. And finally, we have Lisa Corley here with us as well. Let's give it up for her and honor her. We were talking a little bit earlier, and I found out that she was actually one of gateways Dallas in Dallas-Fort Worth, that one of their first employees from the very beginning. So she really has... Uh, grown up in Gateway, but also grown up with Gateway and really has made a difference. She's spoken to our lives. I remember uh, during a prophetic season, a really a crucial season in my life and Elaine's life, she spoke to exactly what we were feeling in that moment. It was a, a word of confirmation for what God had placed on our hearts. And I'm excited because she's an incredible parent. She has three boys, uh, and so she's done a phenomenal job with them. She speaks and is really calling out and calling up the next generation of leaders and ministers in the body of Christ. So it really is an honor to have you here, Lisa, to be a part of what all God is doing. So thank you once again. And we're going to call our first candidate up to come and be a part of this time, of this presbytery. So I want to welcome up Greg and Anna Joss. Would you please come up and welcome them as they come? And remember... As as we're all a part of the congregation, we all are going to participate to pray, to lean in so that God continues to speak his heart to his people. So would you stretch your hands right now? We want to pray for them during this moment, and then the presbyters will come and share the words that God has given them. Father, we thank you that you speak to your children. Your word says your sheep can hear your voice. So I pray right now that that's what's happening in this moment, to encourage, to build up, and to edify your people. We thank you for that right now. So in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. How
2: are you guys doing? Well, I have a word of judgment and correction for you. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Isn't that what we always fear? Is like you know, prophetic people are going to see right through me and they're going to read my sin. You know what I see when I look at you? I see the blood of Jesus just made you white as snow. That's what we get to see. We get to see the hand of God and the favor of God, all God's up to in your life. We get encouraged because we know that the Lord wants to encourage you. The scripture talks about how prophecy is for encouragement or exhortation or comfort. And uh, so it's exciting to see what the Lord wants to say. Greg, as I was praying over you, and of course, I don't know if you know this, but they don't tell us your names until right before the service. They just tell us the first candidates, a couple, and, and we just pray. And as I began to pray over you, not knowing who you would be, I kept hearing the lyrics to a, a, a current worship song. It's called, Great is Your Faithfulness to Me. I don't know if you know that. It's not the old hymn, Great is your, Thy Faithfulness. It's a different one. i want to read you some of the lyrics. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. Let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. You know, we we always know the Lord's faithful and we don't have a problem with that thought. God's faithful. God's always faithful. What we struggle with sometimes is this. The Lord calls you faithful. Yeah, I'm not faithful. He calls you faithful. I want you to hear him. He calls you faithful. Never confuse the word faithful with the word perfect. They're not the same. He calls you faithful not because you get it all right. But he calls you faithful because no matter what life throws your way, you stay full of faith. That's the definition of faithful, full of faith. The scripture says in Proverbs, the righteous man falls seven times and rises up again. You keep getting back up. You're like the boxer who just won't go down. And the enemy keeps throwing these punches at you. And I, I know you're probably not old enough to remember the Rocky series. Maybe you, you, you are. I think it was Rocky 3. It's the one. I own the box set. You, you, do you? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. He said, I own the box set. So was <laughs> it Rocky 13 now? I don't know. But Rocky 3, I think. Clubber Lane, Mr. T. Mr. T said, I'm going to bust you up. And Rocky says, go for it. I ain't even breathing heavy. You remember that? That scene just resonates inside of me. The enemy says, I'm going to bust you up. But you just keep coming back. Keep coming back. Full of faith. That's faithfulness. You press through and you always return to true north. The Lord calls you faithful. Anna, I kept seeing this little story about this little girl. She, she was bugging her mama, just bugging her mama. You yeah, know, mama, I want to go outside. I want to do this. It was raining and just busy, 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 busy. So finally, the mom was trying to read the newspaper. So the mom decided there was one page that just had this whole scene of the city of Chicago. So the mom said, all right. I'll give you something to do. And the mom takes the whole page of the paper, tears it out and just rips it into all these little bitty pieces and takes it on the table and scatters it and says, when you can put that together, you can go outside and play. Hands her some scotch tape, walks away. 20 minutes later, the little girl brings that whole newspaper page back to mama and it's done. Mom said, how in the world did you do this? She said, Oh, mom, it was very easy. When I flipped it over, there was one big red heart on the back of it, and I just put it, the red heart together. And when I put the red heart together and flipped the page over, and mom said, I get it. I get it. Here's the point life can look like a mess, it just feels torn apart. But when the Lord puts the heart back together, all the details fall in place. The Lord said, I've got you, girl. I've got you. It's like a piece of a puzzle. You know, COVID introduced me to jigsaw puzzles all over again, right? And I would swear to you, every time we put a jigsaw puzzle together, there were pieces missing. I would swear to you someone stole pieces. And I'd try to make pieces fit, and they'd look like, and they wouldn't fit. And I saw you saying to the Lord, I'm going to make it fit. I'm going to make it fit. And it just won't fit. Here's what I heard him say. I've held back some pieces of the puzzle that will only fit in my time. Stop trying to make them fit. Stop trying to figure out the future. You trust me. Because when I get the heart right, all the pieces fall in place. All right? He's doing some internal work in you. Not not that anything's wrong. He's just doing some internal work in you, settling some issues. Because in his timing, all the other stuff's going to fall in place. Okay? God bless you.
3: You know, it's just really um, tender the way the Lord gets to show us how he sees you before we actually get to put a face with what everyone else sees about you. And so we're just excited to see what the Lord's going to just, we believe, confirm because you two really do seem... Like ones that are just solid in your faith, solid in your belief, and we just know that we're going to come alongside and just help build up what we know the Lord's speaking to the two of you. And so, Anna, I'm going to start with you. I heard the words, she is just so sweet. She's like a good dessert, the part of the meal that everyone looks forward to and makes sure they save room for. People try to uh, copy... Uh, What you do, they uh, want to emulate you, but I heard, Anna, there is only one you. You don't look for ways to get attention, but somehow attention just seems to come to you. You also don't try to overthink things. You just keep moving along and figure that everything will eventually work out. I also heard you know how to squeeze as much as you can in a day because you don't like wasting time. And you are one who could truly change the world because of your strong belief that you, personally, can make a difference. I see no room in your vocabulary for self-doubt or self-deprecation. You have a gift of being able to address spiritual things. How you see yourself isn't because everything has been easy for you, but it's because you know how to wage war in the spirit. I see you as a spiritual weapon. I see you taking on specifically how fear and anxiety can be paralyzing in people's lives and how to not let the fear of the unknown have residence in one's thought life. I also see you helping people with a dependency to medications be able to come to become free from the hold that they have on their life. I see you helping people get their minds cleared out of a foggy thinking. Their bodies that were being eaten away by unhealthiness become strong and relationships that were strained because of their choices become restored again. And one last thing I saw was this image of you in the natural, of how you were seen in the spirit realm, which was you were standing with an apron, you were holding a mixing bowl that you were mixing something together and at the same time you were on the phone. And what I believe is each day you know how to arm and protect yourself so you won't get stains on you that are trying to splatter up against you. You also have in your hands available to you the ingredients you need to keep stirring so that it will be ready when it's time to put where it's needed. And I also saw that the phone represents you being connected with what the Lord is saying, but not everyone in the room is privy to hear what he's trying to say. But because you have your ear right up to where the Lord is, he is um, going to share with you secrets i believe the lord is going to give you some spiritual insight and i see that you being able to mix and have the right ingredients of whatever is needed to be able to put in together to make something that's going to come out after it's baked something that everyone will enjoy and i just want to encourage you to keep your faith stirred up even when you don't see how it's all applying or what where it's needed at the time, I just want to encourage you that at the right time, I see you really being one of the, the faith filled warriors that you're going to be able to see the miraculous happen in this house. I believe that the Lord is going to use you to be able to see things that people have been praying about for years. I believe the Lord is going to use your voice to be able to stand alongside them and share your faith with them to be able to be beside them when things do happen in the natural And so you are a giant in the faith and a woman in this house that is really going to be something that people are grateful to have in their life. All right? So bless you. Greg. The words I heard over you was good guy, willing to always strive to do what is right, wants to keep his character from being questioned, and wants to be known as someone that can be counted on. Doesn't understand why people don't want to do what is asked of them. You feel that if everything will will run more smoothly when everyone does their part. You also don't mind getting a little dirty. You're the kind of guy that would stand in the rain getting soaking wet if what needed to be done was needed to be done in a rainstorm. That just speaks to the kind of character that you have, that you're not waiting for the perfect conditions before you will make yourself available. I also saw there being something familiar about people uh, that they feel when they get to be around you. They might think they already know you or you remind them of somebody but it's because of this familiar familiarity that people feel towards you that they immediately will feel at ease when they're around you. I also see you as someone that ends up serving in many different areas you are able to relate to the volunteers and know how to make them feel that what they are doing is one of the most important jobs that they could do. You realize that everybody doing their part well is what makes this place run as well as it does. And I felt like there was a personal interest you had or something that was important to you that you wanted to do and you laid that um, to the side, removed it from being a distraction because you felt uh, what needed your attention at the time couldn't compete with what you felt like God was putting before you. And I felt that whatever it is, I saw the Lord bringing that back to the forefront. That memory coming back and you start thinking about it again with a desire to possibly re-explore it and trying to figure out a way to incorporate it into this next season. And one last thing, I saw you as someone that um, could help organize men's nights. I saw you having a desire for men to connect with one another. Through a little bit of eating, some manly activity like axe throwing or archery, and then bring some relevant topic that, that specifically men need to hear. And oh yes, I see you making them go there. Some of the topics that are maybe not necessarily talked about in the church, I believe that the Lord's going to use you to bring those topics that men need to be here that men need to hear. But it will be because of that that you're going to see marriages will be saved, hearts of the fathers will be turned towards their children, and men will learn how to be the godly head of their home that they are needing modeled. So bless you both.
4: Craig and Anna, you okay? Can you handle one more? Okay. I had a picture of your family uh, when when you were still couple number two. And you were in a covered wagon headed out west on trails you hadn't traveled before. And I believe this means that you two have hearts like pioneers, explorers who make pathways for others to follow. Being settlers or maintaining status quo is just not who you are. Your worst death would be death by committee. Uh, you, you, You want to get on and get things done. You, too, have missionary hearts with a call to build up highways and lay foundations for others to build on. You know, the nations of the world are coming here. I suspect you'll go to other nations if you haven't already, but I think you'll be sensitive to those nations that are coming here. Good at leading groups, running events. You share a welcoming heart and a deep love for God's people. You guys can do it all. You're both utility players. Wherever you're needed, that's where you'll play. Greg, I saw an apostolic, architectural sort of mind with a passion for souls to be saved and discipled. You love to build new roads and lay foundations for others to follow. You're an equipper, an evangelist's heart, a lover of God's people. You see the big picture. And you have faith to pursue big dreams, but you can still see people, really see them, because you're determined to see them after the Spirit and not just after the flesh. And the Spirit always sees more in people than they can see in themselves. You have a heart for the nations. You will go and equip as you focus on laying foundations through teaching and raising up disciples in this season, in this place, among these people right now. Life gets complicated at times. You're in a season of simplifying your life rhythm. God's been dealing with you about simplifying your life, and you need to go with that. This will help you focus on fewer things that will actually cause more fruit to be born. You're a, faithful, a faithful man can say no to lesser things, so he can say yes to greater things. And that's the season you're in. Use your discipline you learned as an athlete to focus not just on good things, but on great things. Anna, you shine like one of the brightest bulbs in the chandelier. Uh, You walk into a room and it lights up. And it's not just because of your beauty. It's because Jesus is so strong in your heart. is so much on your countenance. When you got saved, you got transformed. You didn't just make a decision. You became a disciple. Matthew 5.16 could be a life verse for you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I saw that you are a let's-don't-talk-about-it-let's-get-on-with-it kind of girl. Uh, Good at giving direction when you need to. Stop that. Move that over there. Leave me alone. I'm doing something else. You're you're that kind of... You're you're not mean, but you're strong, and and that's what makes you you. You're very good at getting things done. Spiritual heritage runs through you informing your life of faith as a naturally supernatural way of living. And I saw a prophetic gift that's present. And growing, You will prophesy here, there, and elsewhere. The nations will tug on your heart and you'll go and come home, go and come home, go and come home. Like a spiritual cheerleader, you inspire people to go on to victory. So prophesy and encourage and call people up higher. You'll work beside your husband and team and eventually you two together will resource those in need by inspiring those with plenty to be as generous as you are.
5: What a beautiful word for two beautiful people. You know, Greg and Anna are pillar people, and they're pillar people here in our church, and you heard that over and over again. And Greg is a leader of men and is part of our Kingdom Business Leaders Program, and Anna is part of our BUILD team, but also what you heard there at the end has a prophetic gift, and she's spoken to many of you directly already, and it's been such an amazing a gift that she's blessed our church with, and so we're just excited to have them. Here, Father, we thank you for your words. God, we thank you for speaking through others to touch our hearts. God, I pray that these words, refresh them, bless them, and show Greg and Anna what this next season of life looks like for them. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd like to go ahead and call up our next candidate. It's Shannon Watkins. And And let me just remind you as Shannon comes that if as these presbyters are speaking, you feel like God is speaking a word to you, take hold of that. Pray over that. Think about what God might be saying to you directly. Let me pray for her. God, we pray for for Shannon. We pray you will prepare her heart to hear what is being shared over her today. God, we pray you give our presbyters clear words, clear minds, and clear spirit. pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: like it's not hard enough being up here and then you're waiting for someone to go it's like please do something please know that it wasn't uh, it was our we were just being distracted I'm sorry but Shannon I just first want to just encourage you to just know that the things that God wants to say to you are good and I just want to I have just such a, a mom's heart for you in the way that I feel the Lord wants to be tender in the way that he wants to just speak over you, and so I'm excited to just share with you what I saw when praying for you. Jane. look at me. It's gonna be good. The words that I heard were servant-hearted. You look for ways to help them meet the needs of other people. You are a hard worker. You work tirelessly behind the scenes so things look effortlessly on the surface. You are good at keeping your head down, focused on what you are to be doing, not distracted by other people, and not wanting to be delayed on what you're working on. I see your work ethic being on. The, uh, I see your work ethic being one that is great with putting on productions or events. I see that kind of level of of hard work. I also see you as a good money manager able to make funds go far, good at budgeting. You were able to find good deals. I also heard you have good ideas for a way to do something um, that would be similar, but it would be for a whole lot less. Um, you are very resourceful. I also heard don't try to rush the training seasons. You have wondered at times about some things that are in place or what is being asked of you, not being able to see how they benefit or where you feel like you're wanting to go. But I heard be faithful with the here and now, and then you will see how it'll help you to to be faithful in the days ahead. Be aware of how your heart responds when things don't make sense or add up. It will be your indicator Of your heart's content I also see ministry not being confined to just that in this house I see you taking what has been modeled and poured into you and taking it out and modeled outside of these walls possibly helping other churches I saw you maybe going and helping ones that are starting out being something that you go and help invest in them and I also felt that you um, Needed to hear, don't put so much pressure on yourself to help God get things moving, um, to not be frustrated towards individuals when you feel like maybe they are part of the reason that certain things aren't happening. Your desire to give all that you can makes you an incredible person to work for and to work with. But I want to challenge you when you in your thinking, when you feel that something isn't working out to maybe say, God, is there a reason that you may be intervened? Is there something that you're trying to say to me? And I think you'll find a lot more of a contentment in that in-between when you're trying to see what God's trying to say. And I see this helping you feel not so defeated by the things that you are seeing as setbacks, because I believe that you will begin to view them as God getting ready to set you up for some something really great. And I just want to encourage you that you, I think, see yourself in this smaller like box kind of thing. Like you're trying to put yourself in a way that, oh Lord, I can just serve in this way. And I just see that the Lord's going to be calling you up and out. And I really see something of, of women's ministry also on you. And I see God using you to come. And, and no matter where you feel like in your season that you may not have the same things to speak to or you may not have the same experience, you don't let that be a voice that you listen to. Because I think the things that the Lord's showing you and saying to you, you're going to have seasoned wisdom that those that are in age over you won't have the same. And I just want to encourage you, speak what the Father puts on your heart. Because I really see that you're going to be a voice that women really admire and they really look up to, and they're going to really see something strong, and stable, and amazing about what God is showing you, and they're going to want to come and hear more what the Father's heart is telling you. All right, bless you.
4: You, uh, you aren't as you seem. You seem calm and collected and on the outside, but. You're a champion. You're a champion for those that need a champion. Your heart got broken, and you know what it is to be brokenhearted, and God calls you to brokenhearted, especially to women. You're going to be a champion that calls them up and over because you learned how to come up and over. You are an overcomer, and you're going to raise up all kinds of overcomers. Um, I saw that you are an adventurous woman. You love trying new things. You love seeing new places. A woman who finds faith to see the upside in difficult situations. What some would see as setbacks. You tend to see challenging situations as a setup for God to break through. You're a woman of faith. You're, you're strong in perseverance. You're persistent. You don't give up on a challenge easily. When other people give up and go home, you're going to stay there till it gets done. You have a press-through attitude that makes you a good leader. You're good at organizing with a creative flair that helps you in problem solving. I heard the word solutionary. You're a solutionary who finds a way forward in locked up situations. You just say, Lord, help me. And he speaks to you and shows you a way through. I see a leadership mantle being fitted to rest easy on your shoulders. And I saw that kids love you and they look to you for guidance, and adults love you and they look to you for guidance. You have deep wisdom, wisdom beyond your years, wisdom beyond your experience, wisdom given you by the Holy Spirit. And I saw that you keep things going around here. You make the church look good. You're much, much more gifted than you know. So be confident in the Lord. Obey what you hear. Do what you see as the Lord shows you timely steps to take. It's a time right now for you to take steps of faith. And get out there beyond your comfort zone. And Jesus is already there waiting for you.
2: How many of you know this girl? Raise your hand. I don't you look around the room? I heard the Lord say you've had a lot more influence than you give yourself credit for. You're a woman of influence. People are drawn to the relationship that you have with Jesus. You bring peace into a situation. When you walk into the room, there there are two two things that affect a room. One's a thermostat. The other one's a thermometer. You understand the difference? One takes the temperature. The other one sets the temperature. In your gentle way, you set the temperature in the boardroom. When you come in, it's like a breath of fresh air. (sighs) Shannon's here. The Lord's made you that way. You're a woman of influence. One of the reasons why you're a woman of influence is God's given you the gift. I want you to listen to this. The gift of the discerning of spirits. A lot of times we call it the spirit of discernment, but that's not what the scripture says. It says the gift of the discerning of spirits. It's found in 1 Corinthians 12. That part of the verse says he gave to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Because of this gift that God's given you to, to discern spirits, you read people very well. When you do, you usually keep it to yourself or you take it to the Lord in prayer. Is what most of us should do. Others gossip about what they see, but you don't. The Lord can trust you with what you read on people because you keep it to yourself or you take it before him. If it wasn't for the grace of God on your life, you could be very judgmental because you read people so well. But instead, you've become very gracious. You're the friend that everyone wants to have because you're forgiving and you're compassionate, especially to those who don't deserve it. When others would say, the tree is dead, you say, no, it's not. It's just winter time." The Lord's given you the ability to discern the changing of the seasons. So I want to encourage you during this season, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't let the enemy put depression on you. Matter of fact, I believe I heard him say he's coming today to break depression off of you. What, what I saw was you didn't know it was depression, but you just couldn't seem to get your joy level up. you couldn't seem to get your energy level back up. You, you, something just wasn't right. And the picture I had of you was you walked through a doorway and, and a, a spider web got on you, and it just made you cringe, and you didn't know what it was. Well, in the spirit, it was depression. Little bitty fibers, so small you couldn't see them, but they stuck to you. The Lord says, I'm coming to get that off of you today. Okay? No more depression. He said, I'm, restur- I'm returning to you the joy of the Lord. So discern the spirit of, re- of, of depression and resist it. And then lastly, this. You're not at a crossroad in your life right now. There seemed to be... I'll tell you the picture I got. You were unstable, like, like something was shifting and you were losing your balance. And the Lord said, you're not at a crossroad. This is not a major decision that you have to make. It's simply the changing of a season, all right? The dead will live again because it's a changing of the season, all right? God bless you. Oh, by the way, some of the dead was dreams and visions you had when you were a little girl. You just gave up on The Lord said, don't give up on them. I'm going to bring them to pass. All right. God bless you.
6: Well, for those of you that know Shannon, she's been faithfully serving kind of behind the scenes in in a role where when we were in portable season, it was uh, when she showed up, you just knew it's going to get done. And she's been so faithful, so true right now. She serves in our food services. In fact, right before the service, I saw her back there serving other people behind the scenes, and I'm so blessed by that. She serves in our kids' ministry. She's just been so such a pillar to build on here at Gateway Church. You know, let's just stretch out our hands. The Lord spoke some things about gifts that are honor. And, and I believe the word says, uh, he said to, to Paul, Paul said, fan the flame of the gifts that were putting you with the laying on of hands. And so we're just going to do that right now. Lord, we just thank you for speaking these spiritual gifts over her. Lord, for breaking things off and putting things on that are your word over her life. God, we just rejoice in that for Shannon. And right now we seal it by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. God bless you, Shannon. Amen. Well, hey, we got one more set of candidates, and so I want to invite them on up right now. Michael and Lindsey Bergen, why don't you guys come on up? And I just want to remind us that uh, this is a this is a moment for us to uh, this is a team sport. So lean in, pray. Uh, in fact, as they come, I just want to pray over them and over this right now. So. You guys can have a seat and I'll pray over you. Father, we just thank you so much for Michael and Lindsay. Lord, we thank you in anticipation of the words that you would speak right now for them. But of course, God, our ears are open for what you might say to us. We trust you, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Powerful couple. I kept asking the Lord for a word for you as individuals, but I kept getting this thing about y'all together. I saw the Lord shoot two arrows back to back and they both hit the bullseye. And then I remembered something that happened to my son years ago. I took him on a hunting trip. He was in college and uh, we went down to this this ranch and we hunted early one morning in the afternoon we were having target practice we were shooting a bow and arrow. And he, he reared back, very first time he'd ever shot a bow and arrow and he reared back and he let it go. And when it did, It went about, I guess the target was about uh, 20 yards. No, no, it wasn't that far. It was about 10 yards and it hit the bullseye. And the rest of us just kind of laughed and one of the guys blurted out, but you can't do that again, but he did. And that second arrow hit the first arrow and split it in half and hit the bullseye. And we were like, what? We just couldn't believe what had just happened. And that second arrow stuck inside that first arrow. And uh, he took them home with him and a friend of mine built him a little plaque and he put that arrow up on the plaque. One arrow stuck inside of another arrow. Kept it for a long time. I don't know if he still has it or not, but that was the picture I had of you two. Hitting the bullseye together. You're more powerful together than you are apart. As a matter of fact, let me just go on record. This is on on film, y'all are horrible apart. You don't do solo well. You just don't do solo well. And sometimes when you make a decision, you're like, hang on, I gotta talk to my husband, or hang on, I gotta talk to my wife. And some people don't get that, but unity is super important to the two of you. Let me read what I wrote because I don't wanna miss anything. You're not only in this marriage together, you're in this ministry together to help marriages. This thing about unity that you do, you think it's easy because you do it well. And it's not easy. You got to die to become one. Y'all do that well. The sweet spot the Lord's given you in your relationship is because you've given yourself to each other. But that's also why the enemy fights you so hard. Because he knows the scripture He knows unity commands a blessing. There's a book that Pastor Robert wrote called The Blessed Marriage. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. Because I saw you, I don't know what you do here at the church. I don't even know if you have time to add anything. But I saw you using the Blessed Marriage book like a small group curriculum. And when couples were walking through difficulty, we just sent them to you. You just loved them and you mentored them and you encouraged them and you helped them because you've understood that unity commands a blessing and that's why your marriage is blessed. God bless you.
4: didn't even uh, write your names down. I was in such a hurry. What was your name?
0: Michael.
3: Lindsay.
4: Lindsay. 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 My sister-in-law's name Lindsay. Mike and Lindsay. Couple number three. I saw this about you. You are a switched on couple. Alert in spirit. Fully present whether working on a project or spending time with people. Whatever you do you are there and people love that about you. People don't come up and talk to you, and you're not looking around to see what's next, or you're not looking at your watch or or your phone. You really have an ability to be in the moment, and that's a real strength for both of you. I heard the phrase, first responders, for you two. You both carry an an armor-bearer anointing to serve the leaders and hold their arms up when needed. The leaders in congregation know you are a couple who can be counted on in season and out of season. You have proven yourselves as run-to-the-battle people with hearts to seek and save the lost and to rescue those in trouble. Leadership in you two guys is pretty incredible. Everything you've done in your life you end up leading, whether it was a team or whatever it was. You don't always want to be the leader, but you always seem to be the leader. You have a whatever-it-takes attitude towards serving God and people. You do it with excellence. You're a come-early, stay-late guy, determined to finish well, whatever task, role, or responsibility you take on. And I see you like a soldier, like the faithful centurion in Luke 7, 1 through 10. You understand being under authority, so the Holy Spirit will increase authority in your life as He's doing right now. Now, You love worship. You love prayer. Uh, One day you're going to do what we're doing in the prophetic. Don't be afraid of that. It's just it's going to happen. Uh, They're all areas of life and strength for you. Then on top of all that, I saw an overseer, anointing, wisdom and counsel, and ability to make hard decisions. You're just one of those leaders that comes along. That's, That's anointed to be a leader. You're known in the community, an influencer in the church, and down on Main Street. You cool with all that? Okay. Lindsay? You have an ability to see things that need attention, often before others do. You walk in a room and you'll see things that need to be done, and you'll wonder why the folks around you didn't see that. You just have an ability to see those things. Your spiritual peripheral vision is highly developed, so that not much can get by you. Alert in spirit, discerning between what is needed most among the many things, the many needs always present among God's people. A good administrator with an intuitive sense of managing people in ways that brings out the best in them. You love to see people successful. You help leaders remember that people come before projects and processes. That's because you have a shepherd's heart to love and to care for and to protect people. You're very protective of your friends and they love you for it. Your spiritual gift of administration is more than a skill. It's a spiritual gift. I saw that you have an excellent spirit in you. I also saw a very tender spirit in you. And I heard that you have credibility to share life with other married couples. Uh, You've been through some things. And God's healed you from some things that He needs to heal other people from. And so that's going to open up more and more and more. Do y'all have children? How many? Three. Three. The, the, there's something on that second one. I don't know. The the first and the third are I'm sure great. I just didn't get anything for them. But that second one needs to be involved with what you guys are involved with. I'd keep. Is it a boy or girl? Girl i just keep her close. I'd let her just go and do everything that you guys do. Uh, she's you know, probably, your mantle may pass to her at some point. You'll bless your other kids. I'm not saying anything negative about your other two kids, but there's something on that second one.
3: Are you guys ready for some more? Yeah. Lindsay, I'm going to start with you. Lindsay, I heard the words prayer warrior. I heard intercessor. I saw a ministry on you to call out of others their need to pray. I also saw a prophetic gift over you, and that prophetic gift being something that will help guide you in how you pray. Um, you are the force behind so many things that get done. You are the motivating factor that helps things get moving along. And I see you someone as um, that someone who often gets misunderstood. You'll have one group that will see one side of you, while another group will see a completely different side of you. But both groups think that they are the ones who know you the best. And it's not about you being authentic or genuine. It's that you have a passion that you feel that each of the groups produce a different response of how you feel in that moment and it all comes from a place of feeling very deeply towards that situation and how much you truly care I see some kind of shift coming in this next season a new passion stirring possible um, with how to help those who can't help themselves and I also saw possibly some kind of international calling on you, but not necessarily in the way of traveling, but possibly something locally that you are helping those that maybe aren't from here, that have been misplaced, that are trying to have a way in being connected. I see God raising up a ministry in you that will help serve outside the walls of this house, but this house will be a resource where people will be able to come to get their needs met if they don't belong here. And I see you being that connecting force The way this church um, will open the doors to all people will make the church look how people out there think it should look. I see your gift of organization, your ability to multitask will help execute a vision that will inspire people to want to come and serve. You will make serving something fun, able to manage time-wise, and effective in the purpose of sharing the gospel in love. Because of you wanting to make people feel connected to some purpose and, how, and help them see how they can make a difference, you will see a greater increase of people feeling like they belong here and how they will feel a stronger sense of community within the church. So bless you. Michael, I heard uh, you're someone who's motivated, self-driven, focused, um, you were able to see that if you wanted the opportunities that you had your eye on, you needed to come up with a plan for how you could get there. I see um, a desire in you to make sure your kids are driven, motivator, motivated, hard workers. But I um, heard this, just make sure you don't parent from a place of fear that they will turn out how you saw some people turn out. Trust that God has established through your modeling a desire to be Uh, to show them how to be good fruit bearers and a desire in them to be world changers. I saw your kids being world changers. You will just need to be the guide, pour out your wisdom into them and keep pointing them back to God. Um, I saw this image of you being over some kind of construction project. You were helping oversee the building of something new or some kind of an expansion and you were looked to on this particular project as the expert. It could be something in the natural that you do, but I believe there's a spiritual application uh, on you as you are seen as someone with great wisdom, someone that they go to for insight on what to do, and someone who is trusted uh, that their experience that they've had plays a part into what makes you the one that understands what should be done. I heard don't be casual in your response. Make sure you give the time and the thought it deserves before giving your answer. And I also saw a softening of some places in your heart that maybe had grown um, hard over time. I saw you addressing those wounds and finding healing from the effects from your past that they had. Um, I also saw a breaking off of some kind of inner vow, whatever that may be. I would uh, just say take that before the Lord. You weren't able to understand then, but I saw the Lord... Showing you now of being able to see through a heart that desires to understand what maybe was going on from your past. I heard, Michael, you have one of the most open hearts to the ways of God and how he's trying to move in your life and on your behalf. I say this that just maybe, just maybe in the days ahead be on the lookout for there maybe being some tears. I don't know if some men are criers, some aren't, but I just see there may be being some tears of gratitude that you might be shedding in the days ahead of the revelation that God will show you by unfolding to you in a greater way of how he feels towards you and there being a greater awareness of his presence in your life. Bless you both.
2: Uncle, I asked for permission just to put a little addendum to what I, I just kept seeing you going from your knees into the boardroom, back and forth. And a lot of guys get favor at the church, but they don't have favor um, in the boardroom. And I saw you going in these high-rise, it appeared to be, it reminded me of New York City, but these high-rise buildings into these boardrooms and sharing the word of the Lord with corporations and helping to form their strategies. And then I saw you go from the boardroom into some political uh, boardrooms. And God given you the ability for high-level strategy. So I don't know if you're already doing that or God's going to open some doors for you to do some things like that. But the, the picture kept coming to me of George Washington on his face praying and how in those early years it formed the direction of our nation. And I just want to say to you, God's given you favor in the church, favor in the boardroom, and favor in some political arenas as well. And he'll open those doors. I'd love to hear about it in the future as he does. Bless you.
0: Amen. Well, for some of you that don't know Michael and Lindsay, they serve on our prayer team. They both lead groups for us, but they have been here since the very beginning of the church. I believe our very first Sunday was y'all's first Sunday, right? Yes, so they've been here since the very beginning, but they have been core to our church, and to these words mean a lot. I know it does. So would y'all just pray with me over them, and let's seal these. Lord, we thank you for Michael and Lindsay. Lord, I thank you for the gift they are to this house. I thank you for their prayers, the prayer warriors that they are, the ones that we don't even know that they go before for this house, for the lost, and for the leaders of this house. And Lord, we just thank you for them. We ask that you would seal these words in their heart. And Lord, we pray for Michael as you open these doors for him. To have influence in all these different rooms, Lord, we ask for that wisdom to come and that you would continue to anoint them in this next season. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.
1: Well, as we transition to words of new season, would you stand with me? Kind of break this up a little bit. I know you've been sitting. It's about the time my watch tells me, Ethan, you need to stand up and move. So so here's what we do after they receive the words. Over the next several weeks, we'll transcribe them, and we actually take the time, because we want to pass to them. Some words are meant for the past, say God's speaking at that moment, some are for the present, and some are for the future. I know that's been in that way in my life, and it will continue to be. But as we move into this words in due season moments, from Proverbs 15, where it talks about a word in due season, how good it is. So they've been praying, and as they go throughout the congregation, all they're going to simply do is uh, mention you and then ask you to stand and then ask you what your name is and here's why because we're recording them and we want you to be able to go back and and, and point to these and I believe that God's going to speak to every single one of us and I want to say that there is no such thing as word stealing so if God speaks something to one person and it resonates with your heart for what you are going through, you can receive that as well in the same way when I preach the word, it can apply to everybody as a, as a body. So I want to say that as we enter into this moment, the presbyters are walking around. Uh, they'll, they'll mention who, uh, who, whoever they, they feel like God's given them a word for. Just mention your name. We'll transcribe those and we'll get them to you. You may be seated and the presbyters can go ahead and share.
4: Plaid sort of dress. What's your name? Abigail. Abigail, could you stand up, Abigail? Abigail, uh, your road has seemed uh, long and winding at times. Hadn't been a straight line. There have been obstacles to overcome, but the Lord has helped you. Your road has led you to a home place, a place to be refreshed, a place to be replenished. You've come home. Be at peace. Obstacles have been removed. Speed bumps smoothed out. You can walk and not be weary now. You can run and not faint. You found out how to put your hope in the Lord even in times of waiting. Be at peace. Be refreshed and be thankful for the Lord bringing you to a house of peace.
2: stand up tell us your name taylor 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 i walked by you earlier you were worshiping and uh some people worship some people get lost in worship meaning they just abandoned their heart to the lord and i saw you in this just this deep worship and as i did i i got this glimpse of you and i'm just going to describe what i saw i saw you curled up with a cup of coffee and a blanket just you and the lord and you said to the Lord, I have nowhere to go but right here. And because you've made the Lord your priority, he says, I'll meet you there. And as the two of you talk about everything that concerns you, you will always walk away with a piece of his heart and a touch of his presence. And this peace that you'll walk away with will pass all understanding Sometimes you're going to pray until you have the answer in your hand. It's obvious you can stop praying because you're holding on to the promise. But there'll be other times you'll simply pray until you have it in your heart. You'll walk away and you'll know, Papa's got this. Okay? I saw you alone, but you were not alone. Let me say it this way. I saw you alone, but you weren't lonely. Because you had such an abiding presence of the Lord all around you. I want to encourage you to find those times and make them often when you get with the Lord. I wanted to make sure that I said everything to you that I wrote. I did. God bless you. Hi. Can
3: you stand up? What's your name? What? Rumi? Rumi? Okay. Okay. I just need to acknowledge that this timid version of yourself was not who I saw in worship. And I need people to see back there that what I saw was that you were totally getting lost in worship. And I loved being able to see what I saw when you worshiped was how you were just Getting loose, and I think what you were doing in the natural was what you were doing in the spiritual, and what I saw over you was this, this thing of like the Lord saying, "I'm sending her in there to shake things up," and I said, "You're not a de- divisive person, like you're not trying to go in and make people go against each other." But I just see you walking and you going into a room and you saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nope." I'm going to get you to stop doing that. I'm going to get you to stop saying that. And I really just feel this like indignation, like rising up within you of you going into a a room and saying, why is it this way? I don't want it to be this way anymore. And I just want to encourage you that the Lord's giving you a voice for being able to go in there and speak what you feel is being stirred. And maybe some of the things look natural to you, but I really want to encourage you that don't dismiss the things that maybe feel the most obvious or think, well, this just bothers me because I see the Lord doing a work through you of the things that are bothering you or the things that he's using to rise up within you to be a voice for what is needed in that situation. And I just think you're going to have a way of being able to kind of get people to snap right back in line and being like, oh, oh, okay. Because I think you're going to carry an authority that people are going to be able to respond to. And they're going to want to hear what you're saying because you're going to kind of make them snap out of what they are just kind of accustomed to thinking and believing. And so I just want to say that you are going to go into different rooms and you're going to just... Shake it up, shake it up here, but I think what's gonna be left after you leave is gonna be something that's gonna be a beautiful expression of what is gonna be able to go higher. I think you're calling things higher. I think you're calling people higher, and I just wanna encourage your voice to be used in that way in other people's lives, okay? And you just keep dancing at church. We need more of that. Bring it back, it was really awesome to see. (laughs)
2: Couldn't find Pastor Wayne. He was hiding.
4: I'm not that short. Come on. Uh, this guy right here in the white shirt. What's your name? Samuel. Samuel. You don't. Can, can you interpret? Tell him. Tell him he's a good dad. Be at peace about that. You carry your father's heart, intent on providing and protecting your family. You have known what it is to need a dad. And so you are being anointed to raise up sons in the faith. It's not about your ability. It's about his anointing. And his great love for those without a father. He's sending you to be a father to the fatherless and to bring hope to the hopeless. You are a man's man, a strong man. God is calling. God is using you to call young men up to be mature and responsible. This is a field of grace for you to work in for the glory of God.
2: Taylor? Caleb. Caleb. My son's name's Caleb. Come on, man. All right. Is this uh, your sister, your girlfriend? Your girlfriend. All right. I just heard the phrase over you, run the race set before you. 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, many run, but only one wins. Run in such a way that you win the prize. I remember when I was in high school, I ran track, and uh, one of my sports was pole vaulting. And I wasn't the best pole vaulter out there. But I remember as I would get ready to pole vault, I'd quote scripture and And what God was doing was He was teaching me that some of the things in the natural, like pole vaulting or running, was teaching me things about trusting Him and believing Him and doing things that I normally couldn't do because I included Him in my everyday life. And I believe the Lord says, I'm going to bring into your life a fresh courage and confidence that you've not had before to run the race it may be a physical race it may be the spiritual race because what i kept seeing was this future ahead of you was to be run not with you just going after your dreams but asking the lord lord why was i born what do you want me to do what's your plan for my life because i have a sneaky suspicion that he has ministry plans for you he wants to talk to you about your future and show you where to go to school and show you what your major ought to be because he has future plans for you okay you're not just a kid that can just hang out god's marked to you and he said i'm giving you courage and confidence to run the race okay all right god bless you
3: your name? I'm going to let you tell us. What's your name? Ifenna. How old are you? 15. Young man, I just want to tell you that there is a call of God on your life. And I see you at a real pivotal point in your crossroads of wanting to embrace what God is calling you. Or are you going to succumb to the pressures and say it's too much? But I really see you being put into a place where you're going to be elevated to a place because of the decisions that you will make. And I really see you being someone that will defend the bullies against the bullies. I see you as someone that people will want to go because you're not the one that's going to give in to the pressures and to the different things that will come to people at your age but it's going to be a road less traveled and what I see God raising up within you is a a calling as there's a speaker in you there's a, a a way of being I'm hesitant to tell you how big I see the calling of God in your life because I don't want you to go after the calling I want you to go after the one who's calling you Sometimes we think, what am I going to have to give up if I say yes? But if you will say yes, you're going to see all the things that you want to do and how they're going to be partnered with God, that is going to take off in a way that is going to surpass what you will be able to do on your own. And so my challenge to you today is, will you say yes? Will you be the one to say, I am going to make a difference? I'm going, if it's, if it's just me, which I know it's not going to be, I see people are going to want to follow what you're doing and what you're saying, but it means that you might be the first one to stand up. And I just want to encourage you. You have amazing parents and I want you to get under them and have them guide you and help shepherd you. And there's going to be some seasons of having to press through when you haven't seen yet what it is that God's doing. But I want to encourage you to keep pressing on because the things that God's going to use are used you for, are going to be big and powerful, but it's going to need to start at this age saying, I will choose the road less traveled. All right. Bless you. you. you.
4: Mary. That's good. Can you stand up? Tell me your names Tracy. Reuben. Reuben and Tracy. I looked over at you during worship, and uh, the Lord said, I brought them together. I believe He brought you together for His purposes. He gave you as gifts to each other to work together to raise up young men and women at risk. You're going to look beyond the risk and invest yourselves in their lives. And the Holy Spirit will use you to raise up champions for Christ. Tell those who are saying, I can't, to learn to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You too will have many sons and daughters in the faith. It's worth giving your life to. And I come today to say, would you step up and go after those lost sons and daughters and raise them up to be champions?
2: Say something to to all of us about tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to have a special uh, testimony that I don't want you to miss, and I want to read you a scripture about it, and then I'm going to tell you who's going to give their testimony tonight. Revelation 19:10 says, "For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy." Jesus is going to come tonight, and give his testimony. I mean that. Let me tell you why I say that. I've seen so many things happen in a prophetic service. Unbelievable. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people get saved. I've seen people get set free. I've seen marriages come back together. I've seen God do so many things. Why? Because as we move into what we're doing right now, the spirit of prophecy, Jesus starts giving his testimony. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage you to come back tonight. I know Elaine's going to talk to you more about that in a moment. But in light of that, I want this young man here to stand up. What is your name, sir? Joshua. Uh, Joshua, I just want to tell you that you're, you're a young man with influence. I don't understand how the Lord puts his finger on some people and says, you're going to lead and these are going to follow. But God's put a leadership a gift on you. You're going to lead in sports. You're going to lead at school. You're going to lead at your job in the future. You're going to lead. God put leader on you. Now, there's a responsibility that comes with that. Wherever you go, so goes the clan. So goes the crowd. So goes the few. So goes your best friend. So there's a responsibility on you to lead well. All right? So I just want to encourage you in this next season of your life, include your time with the Lord in all of your leadership decisions. Don't wait till the pressure gets on you and try to make the right decision. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in worship. Spend some time reading the Word. Spend some time talking to God, okay? Because He wants to influence you so you can be a godly influence to others. All right? All right, God bless you.
6: Hi.
3: Stand up. What's your name? Lynette. Lynette. Lynette, can I just first acknowledge what a what tenderness I see in you as you are watching God do what He does in this service? I see you as one of the biggest champions of the things of God. I see you as one who desires for God to move in greater ways. And I actually see you in your quiet time as someone who prays for the miraculous. That wants to see God move in greater expressions than we've ever seen him before. And I really see you being one that is going to be able to prophetically encourage people. And I want to encourage you. I think God already speaks to you. But at times you talk yourself out of, is that just me, Lord, or is that you? But I really see that gift in this service being stirred in a greater way of you being able to see things that God's going to use you as a voice to build his people up. And I see your life, you know, it's not often a calling that we all want, but there've been some things that you've had to go through that you've wondered, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this? And what I believe the Lord was saying was, I'm actually wanting your life to be a, a bigger reflection of my work in her life. And so sometimes you beat yourself up about, like, okay, God, let me learn. And the Lord's like, you know what? This is just part of how sometimes life is. And it's not anything personal that you need to be you know, beating yourself up about. I just see that the Lord giving you some things that you're going to learn through them because you're going to be one of the greatest testimonies of Jesus at work in your life, that you're going to be able to really build up people that are in hard times and in dark seasons, being able just to share hey, can I just share my story? You're not going to be pushy. You're not going to be this voice that says, you've got to hear what I have to say. You're going to be so gentle in the way that you met Jesus in some of those hard places because that's just what life is. But I didn't choose to get stuck there. I didn't choose to feel defeated. And I was able to come out of my pit, and I'm going to help you come out of yours. So I just want to encourage you as the Lord gives you these words of encouragement I mean, what's the worst? They can just say thank you. It's, don't let yourself be talked out of what you feel like the Lord's saying. If it edifies and it exhorts and it brings comforts, then go boldly and just share the Father's heart to the people that are in desperate need for a word of encouragement. And I believe the Lord's going to use a heart like yours, a vessel like you, to do that work in his kingdom, okay? You're welcome. Bless you.
4: Oh people that we're not the only ones that can hear from God. Some people think that only preachers or only prophetic guys like us can hear from God. We believe that everybody can hear from God. In fact, Jesus expects everyone to hear from God. He says in John 10, my sheep listen to and hear my voice and they know me. So the only real reason that you couldn't hear from God is if you're not a sheep. So I have a word I'm going to give to the church in just a moment, but before I do that, I just want to give an opportunity for anyone here today to pray with me to become a sheep. How do you do that? Romans says, if you will confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, that's why we have to do it publicly, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then it promises you will be saved. That means you become a sheep. You're born again. You can hear God yourself. You don't need a middleman like me. You can hear directly from Him yourself. So if you're in here this morning and you'd like to join the six that gave their lives to the Lord in the first service, I'm going to ask you to just stand up wherever you are. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. It's going to change everything about your life. The whole trajectory is going to change. And you're going to be able to hear God because you're a sheep. If that's you and you want me to pray, would you just stand up wherever you are around the room? When those that stand up that want to, I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. This is your chance. Go ahead and stand and remain standing. In just a second, I'll pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Am I missing anybody? Missing anybody over here? Those of you that are standing, would you just put your hand on your? I see ten. Those of you standing, would you put your hand on your heart and just pray out loud with me? This is between you and God. Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth and I believe that you're Lord. Thank you for dying for me. This morning I ask you to come into my heart forgive me of my sin and be my Savior and by your grace I'll follow you all the days of my life. Amen. We want to rejoice with the angels over what you've just done. So proud of you all. Amen.
0: Us today. If you live in the Houston area or are in town for a visit, we would like to invite you to join us for a service. For service times and location, or more information about Gateway Church, follow us on social media or visit our website, gatewayhome.com. Have a blessed week.